Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Hoping everything is going well for you. Um, now, I know that in our previous episode you had me all calm, collected, sat down, able to give you the time that you so deserved. Um, not happening today. <laughs> um, back in the car, back on a journey. Um, my sincerest apologies if if uh, there are any listeners out there that do not like it when I've got the background noises, but you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so in our previous episode, we talked about um, how I had gone to what was previously known as a profiling event. Um, now, don't don't worry, they're not changing the language. They are still sort of using that language. However, recent um, sort of statistics, recent data is indicating, and it's something that we've talked about a number of times, um, the amount of children who are waiting for adoption, the amount of children that have got placement orders has dropped significantly. The amount of approved adopters has risen significantly. I am not a mathematician. However, those numbers I can work with. It means that we've got roughly twice as many adopters as we have children, which means adopters are waiting longer. This is a topic that we have covered time and time and time again. Um, I don't think it hurts to keep reminding ourselves of that and keep thinking about that, that, you know, this is the case. This is what's happening. This is the lay of the land at the moment. And what what our regional agencies sort of talked about with regards to these events um, is that they still wanted to go ahead. They still wanted these events to go ahead where all of the agencies would group together. They would bring um, children that they were currently family finding for. And they would talk to adopters about the children that they have waiting. Now, what they did is... They launched the event by explaining to the adopters that there was a turn, there was a um, sort of a, a different approach to the day itself. And they said, look, instead of this being a sort of a, a profiling event, why not see it as an opportunity to enhance your network, meet other adopters, get to meet social workers who are family finding for children. Now, they may not currently have children that you are interested in, but next week that could change. So if they've had a good conversation with you, you might be an adopter that is standing out for them. Um, they also had some social workers who were available who could talk to you about how your pa looked and how your pa was being read and how it could be presented um, in the best possible light. So when you did find a child or child, children's profile that you were interested in and you wanted to send your details off to, you could make sure that your details were going off in the best way. So they launched the entire event with the idea of just having a different approach, not seeing it that today could be the day when you find that sort of the, the child for you it could be the day where you learn how to present yourself better 
learn how to have those conversations, learn who you're going to be having those conversations with. So I genuinely thought that that was a really awesome sort of approach to it, a really, um, really nice way for everyone to look at it. The, the executive head of our um, regional agency sort of launched the event um, and, and did sort of talk about how she fully understood, fully respected that people are waiting and that can be really frustrating. It can be really, really difficult. Um, and she understood that there were frustrations and she said, talk to me about those frustrations, talk to me about where you're at, because I might not be able to change anything, but if I know what the problems are, I can at least give it a good go. Um, so I was really excited to hear how they were approaching these things. Um, so that was really positive. That was really, really good. They then had some guest speakers. Um, so we had someone from Bernardo's talking about PARS. Um, we then had an adopter who had adopted siblings, but they were not biological siblings. Um, so they got to talk about going through that process and, and how that was for them to talk about considering that and seeing how that might be. Um, I might have got that wrong. I wasn't there for that talk. So I think potentially I've got that wrong. I think it was an adoption and then later on adopting for a second time, but their child's half sibling. I think that's what that was. My apologies. If he was at the event, then you'll know that I've got that wrong. So yeah. Um, but they were talking about their experiences, what that was like for them, some of the highs, the lows, some of the struggles, some of the things that needed to be sort of addressed. Um, I was then invited to speak and to talk about older children um, who are waiting. I launched my talk by explaining something that I've said to yourselves many a time and something that I will never, ever, ever, ever stop saying. I have an agenda. I accept I have an agenda. I make no apologies for the fact that I have an agenda. My agenda is I want people to consider the harder to place children. I don't need them to definitely go for these children. I just need them to be open to that as a possibility. I need them to consider that these children are waiting too. Um, I then continued on the the vein of how the day had opened and talked about sort of how it was frustrating for them that they were waiting. And I told them that whilst I respected that that must be very, very difficult, what I felt that they could do is use that emotion to just stop and think. Think about the frustration that they're going through whilst they're waiting for their perfect family. Use that to understand and just empathize even 10% with how these children who are waiting are feeling. Um, I know I've said that before. And I'm, again, I'm not going to apologize for repeating it because it's a message that needs to be heard and should be heard. These children are waiting and 
we need to be considering them. Um, it's just, that's, that's there. Um, we talked about that, um, talked about sort of the importance of thinking about those situations, thinking about those children, um, and keeping your mind open, basically. The talk itself was really lovely, really, really positive. Um, loved sort of hearing from people. We got some really lovely questions. Um, people talked about how did we deal with food issues, um, which we've covered on a previous episode. Um, somebody asked me what, in our experience, was the hardest part of adopting little dude. Um, <laughs> my my answer to that was, <laughs> it's other people. The hardest part about having little dude come into our family, come into our lives and become our son was other people. Other people that insist on telling you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, why you're doing it wrong, how you should do it better. Um, sharing every single opinion that they possibly have and want and not really taking your feelings into account at all. It's not important. <laughs> um, and, you know, I said, look, this is, this is a difficult thing. When you first take on a child, you're, you're going to be so stressed and worried that you're going to get everything wrong that before you know it other people are saying it and that's just feeding into those worries feeding into those fears and and it's really unhelpful um so i said that that was probably the hardest thing looking back um sooner or later your confidence will grow um and sooner or later you will work out who to ask and who not to you'll establish who is important and who isn't um i was then asked about sort of when when we tell our children's stories who do we tell our children's stories to so again i know that we've talked about that um previously um all in all it was a really really lovely event um i met some incredible people what one thing that was truly beautiful about this event um the organizers had set the rooms up got all of the rooms ready and as the talk started like like the opening of the um the session not not my talk um but as the opening of the day started the organizers needed to bring in a lot more chairs because they had had that many more families turn up than they'd expected, which I thought was wonderful, really, really wonderful. Um, and people had travelled quite some distance to be at this event, which I thought was even more awesome. Um, I met uh, a couple who had expressed interest in a sibling pair. Um, and they had travelled so as they could actually meet with the social worker and have a further discussion. Um, that was that was really wonderful, and I could see sort of like their excitement 
um, how they were like cats on hot tin roofs, and it was beautiful to see. And their social worker had travelled quite a distance to be with them and support them as well. Again, truly wonderful, and just a, a, a sign of so many great people out there looking to do so many wonderful things and and that that really that really hit me in a, in a nice way so I was I was really excited about that um all of those sort of events and days and things I I get such a thrill out of being a part of those days because I get to meet so many different families and so many different people and hear different questions some some questions come up regularly others they hit you like a curveball you know like, oh not been asked that one before brilliant let's let's go with that um i i get to sort of stand up there and talk about little dude and our journey to becoming a family which as you can tell by the fact that i've got the podcast i absolutely love to do um and people come up and they talk to me about Little Dude and how awesome he sounds and how proud he must be. And I get to go home and talk to Little Dude and tell him the things that I've been saying about him. And not, not that Little Dude needs any support with his confidence or his ego. My goodness, that boy is confident. I went to the gym yesterday and he uh, he went to the gym with me, but he did his own thing. I went swimming and he said they'd pop in and swim as well. Um, I, I saw him swim over to chat to the lifeguard. And then after that chat had gone well or poorly, I don't know. I then watched him get out of the pool and strut there is no other adjective for what he did. He strutted d- around the pool um, towards the changing room. And it was hilarious to watch. That boy's ego is absolutely fine. Um, but it's still beautiful for me to be able to talk to him and say how proud we are of him and how wonderful he is and how awesome he is and how I get to tell so many people about that. Um, so even though he doesn't need help with it, it doesn't hurt. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about what that event was and I'm really hoping that it will happen some more and some other agencies and regional agencies will sort of pick that button up and, and start doing similar things because I thought it was a really good idea. It was, there was some guest speakers. It was a, it was almost like a workshop type event of networking. So it was, it was a mix match of, of so much, but for me, really, really exactly what adopters needed. Um, so yeah, I was, I was really pleased to see that. And I, I really hope that others sort of follow suit because it's really easy to get caught up on. I've got to find the family. I've got to find the right child. I've got to find the right child. I've got to find the right child. And, and that's really difficult for everyone because you're putting so much pressure on yourself for that to happen when you might need something else to happen first. And 
this is the dreadful part, you know, the amount of people that say to you, oh, everything happens for a reason, or it will happen when it's supposed to happen, all of that stuff. But in hindsight, when you look back, you're able to reflect and go, yes, do you know what? They were absolutely right. Until you have had that moment, when you have gone to matching panel and the match has happened, those words are, I'm going to guess, infuriating to hear. It's not what you need to be hearing at all. Instead, what you need to hear is, what more could you be doing? What other training is there? How else can you get your name out there? What else can you do to talk to different adoption agencies? What more can you be doing to improve yourselves and get yourselves ready for this? Um, and they're questions that I would be asking. Like I said in a, a couple of weeks ago on the training and development, a, a reflection I had was that once um, sort of the adoption order goes through, all social workers kind of vanish. Um, there is training that you could access. Um, you could ask to spend time with the adoption support teams and find out what it is that they offer. So as you can get involved, there are groups that you can be going to. There are loads of different sort of support groups that are set up. Start attending them, get meeting adopters, do those things. Really key, really important. Um, if it's not happening in your area and you wish that it was, go to your agency and ask them if you can set it up because you're, the likelihood is you're not the only one who wants it. Take the lead. You've got the time. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these episodes are still helpful to, to people. I, you know, I, I get some really lovely messages, so it, it sounds like they are. The rule of thumb that I have, though, is if ever there are topics that you need me to be talking about, please just talk to me about it. That's, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I want to do. Um, if I'm missing something, if I'm not covering something, if, if I've covered something and you disagree with it, let me know. You can always find our details on sort of the blurbs of these episodes. Reach out. I always want to hear from you. Um, until next time, this is me signing off and saying thank you as always for listening and for your support. It's, it's wicked. Um, tell your friends. Um, if you don't like the episodes, then tell your enemies. <laughs> um, but yeah I'll um, I'll speak to you next time